We always enjoy talking uh, with my friend and department chair and professor of atmospheric science at uh, Mizzou, Anthony Tony Lupo. And uh, Tony is, uh, is uh, just renowned in terms of his knowledge and um, exposition of true science when it comes to uh, atmospheric issues. Tony, thank you for joining me on a Saturday. I know you're a busy dude. I appreciate having some of your Glad time. Glad to be morning. here with you, Randy. So um, you are, uh, of course, very uh, obviously well-versed. This is your life work. And you, it must be driving you crazy to hear things like Don Lemon said the other day on his program. Take a listen to this. Uh, so listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, um, I, I would caution against that. Okay. Well, they, uh, listen, I grew up there, and these storms are intensifying. Something is causing them to int intensify. Okay. So Dan <laughs> Limon, uh, being the meteorologist he is, Tony says that he knows that these storms are intensifying, and others have said that it's uh, it's all because of climate change that uh, we're having more and more of them. And I think there may be some actual science as opposed to the pseudoscience. What say you? Well, you're right. Uh, there's been a, I mean, the lead up to Hurricane Ian, we had a lot of this pseudoscience. But the real science is this, is is that in the Atlantic region, we are seeing an increase in the number of storms and a slight increase in their intensity. But we can't attribute that ex exclusively to climate change because there's other parts of the world, like the West Pacific, where hurricane numbers have decreased and have decreased quite substantially, actually. And in the Southern Hemisphere, we've seen a decrease. And so globally, overall, the number of hurricanes has not changed appreciably in 40 years. So that shoots a hole in the thesis that global warming, climate change, now, you know, politically correct term, is, <laughs> is really what's responsible for what's going on when you look at it in totality, right? I mean, people are trying to, they're cherry picking this information for an agenda. That's the only way I can read it. Well, that's true, and that seems to be the way that uh, uh, the the way that the left uh, acts with this issue is they they tend to pick up on a fact that supports what they're about to say. Um, you know, you can't you can't uh, to be fair, you can't uh, exclusively say that the left does this, but they seem to be doing it more and more egregiously. But uh, but climate change is an issue that's uh, way too politicized right now. Yeah. Uh, we're talking with Tony Lupo, who's co-author of the book Hot Talk, Cold Science, published in 21. Global Warming's Unfinished Debate. It's the revised and expanded third edition. Uh, third edition. Um, on the, on the, uh, the weekday show that I do in Columbia, uh, Tony, you and I have talked uh, previously about some of the the natural things that happen on a planetary and a, and on a you know on a on a uh, you know a physics level uh, that uh, with the wobbling of the Earth on the one hand and periodic variations on the orbit of the Earth on the other, 
that do have um, on different time scales effects on our climate. Can you discuss that? Uh, because I, I don't know if a lot of people are aware of that. We talked with actually a film producer earlier, Nina May from the Renaissance Women Productions, who actually referenced the wobble of the earth. But can you unpack that for us so listeners can understand how that can on different time scales affect climate uh, climate around the uh, around the globe? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, there are three parameters in the Earth's orbit that do vary over very long time scales. For example, our our Earth's orbit around the sun becomes more elliptical or more circular on a hundred thousand year time scale, and the tilt of our axis varies on about a forty thousand year time scale, and the uh, wobble of our axis that varies on a uh, 26,000 year time scale and these three things combine to to form the 11 ice ages we've seen in the last 2.1 or 2.5 million years so uh, these things have been very influential on our climate when when you get to shorter term things things that are varying our climate in terms of people's lifetimes, because, again, some of us older folks can remember when there was more snow, uh, can remember when days were hotter. Uh, there are things in the uh, ocean currents that uh, vary on a uh, 30 to 50 year time scale. And then you've got the solar variations that have 11, 33, 88-year timescales and things like that. And so the climate is a very complex problem. It's not as easy as uh, as a lot of folks on the left tend to portray it. They, they tend to portray that we've figured out climate and that it's easy. Humans are controlling it, and all we need to do is enact policies to have a better future. I think we should define um, where you stand, um, and I, I don't know that I've asked you this question really, but I think about people like Bjorn Lomborg, um, who is an environmentalist. I mean, I'm an environmentalist. I want to have clean air and clean water. The, America has done that in the, in the guise of capitalism uh, in the past decades until recently <laughs> without falling on the sword. I mean, you can have both, can't you? Can't you be responsible uh, with clean water, clean air? Uh, and recognizing the resilience and the things that we can't change, on the other hand, about our climate. Um, where do you stand on sort of the environmentalism versus, uh, versus uh, the un, unfettered uh, you know, uh, uh, progress of industry, for instance? Where do you stand on that whole argument? Well, well there's a lot to unpack there, Randy, that you just, uh, that you just put out there. So uh, I'll try to. I know that. That's that why I asked way. you because you can, you are capable <laughs> of unpacking it. That's why I asked you. <laughs> I'll, I'll unpack it this way. Uh, since since the uh, turn of the 21st century, our emissions per capita are down to the point where they were in around 1970, and as a nation, our emissions are down now to where they were in the late 90s. And this is according to the World Bank, which is no right-wing organization. Now, uh -huh. um, is that great? Yes. And these things have been driven by consumers. Consumers want more efficient 
uh, more efficient uh, appliances. They want cars that get better gas mileages. I want those things. <laughs> and I am a huge fan of the of the market. I believe if there is a problem, that we're better off letting the market address it rather than uh, through governmental action. And, uh, I, and I think the market is a better way to do that. But, but as on the issue of climate change, um, people, people throw around pejoratives like denier. There are no deniers. Deniers, if you will, uh, acknowledge that climate change has been happening since we've had an atmosphere here on Earth. And so um, if we are contributing, it's probably a small portion, and it's probably something that the market can address. Yeah. And by the same token, can't the Earth adjust? I mean, the Earth is an unbelievably... God has created this planet and its atmosphere unique among the entire universe um, to be resilient. And again, not this is not to excuse away abuse of our world. We're called to be good stewards of it in the good book. But I mean, the earth can respond and adapt, right or wrong? No, you're absolutely right. And we are called to be good stewards. But to show you how resilient the earth is, all right, it, there are some model solutions that project into the future that climate could cool due to excessive CO2 uh, if you get enough clouds. And clouds oh. are a way that uh, uh, the clouds are a way that the nature has to filter the, or lessen the amount of solar radiation that gets into the earth. So if you have a lot of cloudiness, you would actually cool the earth. And so it's, it's What's interesting. That movie? That wasn't there a movie of... the, the day after tomorrow where that happened? Isn't that the, wasn't that the movie where that happened? Maybe I'm wrong, but there's a movie where all of a well, sudden that happens. All of a sudden there's massive cooling. Yeah, that's right. That's right. What happened in the day after tomorrow, of course, is they had the melting of the uh, Greenland ice and the polar ice. And then that slowed down the Gulf Stream overnight, and uh, that cooled uh, all of New York and the Northeast U.S. and Europe. And uh, yeah. that would happen, but over very long time scales. Uh, that would happen over uh, thousands of years, not overnight, as portrayed in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> when when can we get you? When can we get you to speak at the? At the DNC, at the at the Democratic Caucus in Congress, uh, when can we get you an audience with the presidents? They need to hear Tony Lupo's well-informed and highly academic analysis of their craziness, their insanity on the left. They're bringing us to our economic knees, Tony, while China and India keep belching out the emissions that they claim to say are ruining the world. It's just insane. It is. It is because, and especially in China's case, where they'll speak the right words, they know what they know what drives our media, and they'll say, "Oh, we're going to stop building these coal plants by 2030. We're going to stop doing this by 2035," and then they go on their merry way, without uh, without regard to what they just promised. And so, um, you know, they're a particular bad actor in this arena. 
Yeah, it's terrible. Well, hey, uh, if we can uh, if we can focus a little bit on Hurricane Ian, it's been it's been really heart wrenching to watch some of the scenes there. And I mean, we hear about more and more and more deaths, and I'm sure, uh, sadly, a lot more will be discovered in the recovery phase and as people try to get back on their feet there. Were you surprised at the course of this storm? I mean, it's still ongoing. Uh, it seems like it really is like a cat. It has, well, not nine lives, but this hurricane had a couple of lives, didn't it? Can you go through the science of hurricanes a little bit for us in the context of Ian? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hurricanes are basically heat engines, and they they take in a lot of water vapor uh, in the tropics that tends to build up at this time of year. And if you've got a cyclonic system and the waters are warm and the atmosphere is relatively uh, calm, what happens is you start to get a lot of convection and that convection releases that heat that that comes from the ocean through evaporation and puts it into the atmosphere. So you can kind of think of hurricanes and tropical systems as heat release valves kind of like you have on a hot water heater or a governor in your engine or something like that. They keep the tropics from getting too hot. And so these storms will happen. Um, Ian took the path. Ian took a kind of a little bit of a tortured path, but, but they do tend to move from West to East um, I'm sorry, from east to west <laughs> in the tropics, they go opposite. And then it took the turn up through the Caribbean, through Cuba, and into the United States. And now it's into the northeast United States, and the jet stream will carry it away. And what happened last night is that the storm transformed itself from a tropical storm to a, a winter-like storm because of the... Uh, uh, temperature contrasts that we're seeing now between uh, Canada and the tropics. I wonder and about so, that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, these these storms, I mean, Ian took a slightly tortured path, but in the whole, on the whole, it was a typical path. You, they, they move from east to west, make that turn north because of the rotation and curvature of the earth and then they get picked up by the jet stream and carried out i know you've done cyclonic research as well and we heard about the cyclone in alaska i I don't recall hearing about cyclones in alaska i mean what's what was that all about oh the one in alaska was very interesting because that was the same kind of case there was a very powerful typhoon in the west pacific that made its way into the Japan area and it transformed from a tropical system to a winter type system. And, uh, because the, uh, because the Pacific ocean is so full of moisture and there's a lot of temperature contrast there again, between Siberia and the Pacific, that storm became uh, or remained very powerful and then hit Alaska and that happens more often than the media will tell you. <laughs> they they said it's mm. unusual, uh, but it does happen yeah. quite a bit, actually. And the, the only thing that was a little unusual about that storm was the strength of it. But the uh, the fact okay. that it hit Alaska 
was uh, was quite usual. Huh. I didn't realize that. Oh, wow. Well, as always, it is informative and it's entertaining and uh, it's always so spot on. And then, frankly, it's reassuring too, <clears throat> Tony, to have your expertise, um, you know, at the nexus of science and politics, because that, is, of course, is where all of the sausage gets made. And uh, unfortunately, it's going it's going rotten up there in D.C. So hopefully someone is listening and uh, maybe I'm going to, Leah, we're going to send this, uh, we're going to send this segment up to Biden's White House and the, and the DNC. We're going to get it up there. <laughs> Thanks very, very much, Tony Lupo. Always, it's a treasure uh, and a privilege to talk to you. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Randy, I'm, uh, it's always good to be on your show. So give me a call anytime. <laughs> I will. And again, the book, ladies and gentlemen, is Hot Talk, Cold Science. Uh, and it's uh, by Anthony Lupo. And you can get it on Amazon. I'd pick it up.